All right, so we live. All right, so what is up, everybody? I'm here with my man Cordell in uh, Detroit, and uh, we pretty much just want to talk to y'all. We're going to talk a little bit about business. It's not fitness-related, but y'all know I love business. You know, I'm very, you know, passionate about business because I think that business is what moves people forward. What's going on, man? You doing all right? I'm doing good, man. First off, I just want to say, you know, thank you so much for even having me, man. You know, having this opportunity and this platform to just, you know, just kind of speak our thoughts, you know, um, on the values and things that we believe and just having the chance to pass it on to other people. I appreciate the opportunity, man. For sure, for sure, for sure. So I, oh, you dropped the camera. Oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> it should be good. <laughs> so I saw Cordell and he had passed across Instagram and stuff. And um, I was on Instagram swiping one day and then I saw he was talking about business. He was talking about systems. And for those of you that not know, um, I've read tons of books. I've probably read, I didn't read my first book until I was 22, uh, which I'm not really ashamed to say, because I probably don't read a lot more books than most of you watching this now. You know, you mm-hmm. get bit by that entrepreneurial bug. Uh, but I've read yep. like hundreds of books, but I saw you talking about systems and about how people, when they go into business and stuff, how they need a system. Can you elaborate a little bit more on that? Well, absolutely. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure if you ever heard the name Dan Locke, but, uh, you know, Dan Locke, he's a, he's a famous entrepreneur. Um, really doing his thing in the digital marketing space. But he talked about the fact that, you know, if you can't walk away from your 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 business for at least 30 days and still be generating the same amount of revenue as when you left, or if not more, then you don't really have a business. You just have an expensive hobby, right? So um, McDonald's, let's talk about McDonald's being the, the king of systems, right? The reason mm-hmm. why McDonald's can confidently charge you a million dollars for one of their franchises is because they know exactly how much money that system is going to generate you back. Whether we drop that system over here in Hong Kong, whether we drop that system here in New York, the experience is going to be the exact same from the brick layout to the way that the, that the cashier greets you to the way that you handed your food. All of that is, is going to be consistent no matter where that system is implemented. So when you walk into a McDonald's franchise, you can ask for the owner, but, but they probably won't be there because they don't have to be there. So when you have a system, you as the owner can step away from all <laughs> operations, whether it be marketing, advertising, or, or, or hunting for new business. You can step away from all operations, and that business still you know, generates revenue. So um, you know, me, me starting out early, like in the e-space, e-commerce space, um, you know, me and some buddies of mine, we decided to start a, a Amazon store. Um, and it actually did really well, um, a lot better than we was expecting. Um, we actually, our product made it on Rachel Ray, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but what got challenging after we had that national exposure, um, us trying to work nine to five jobs, but come home and respond to customers and package items and send stuff out, it, it just wasn't efficient enough. So we like, wait a minute, something is missing here. <laughs> Um, and that's when we realized we needed we needed a system to be more efficient, you know, with our with our product and how we delivered that because we cared about the way our clients viewed us out there in the marketplace. So a successful system is really just you, you, you care about your clients more. You care about the efficiency at which you can deliver your product and just like, you know, deliver on your workflow. Ultimately. Mm-hmm. I often tell people, like, especially like my clients and stuff like that, especially when I was like getting started and I'm still getting started. So I've only been in business 18 months, but. Mm-hmm. it's almost like building a human being because it it's not a, it's not a quick process it's not like you just like okay i'm gonna write down the system you know what i'm saying right you start the system breaks you start the system breaks you start the system breaks you continue exactly. to keep tweaking and you know what i'm saying polishing that system Burning those knobs right uh-huh what do you think it is that this a mindset shift that keeps most people back from being able to see and learn about systems you know what i'm saying because like we were discussing before we got on here most people, like you were saying, have an expensive hobby. What do you think it is that can't allow them to be able to see, you know, okay, I need a system. I need to, what, what's the mindset shift? Honestly, Josh, I think it's uh, selfishness. Um, I think it's greed. I think it's selfishness and greed. Um, mm-hmm. When I worked with this uh, this business owner, he, uh, he had an auto transport business. So he transport cars from state to state for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I worked with him. I was helping him build a website and I was just kind of giving him pointers on how he could, you know, just be a more efficient business owner. And pretty much he wasn't having it. He's like, look, um, you know, I'm gonna run my business how I run it. You just build the website, worry about the website. So mm-hmm. I was like, hey, that's completely understandable. But, but I, I saw his downfall because he was worried about too much. You know, as a as a one man army, he was just worried about way too much. And then he used his brother as an example. He was like, now, my brother, he liked to outsource stuff to other people. But 
that gives up too much money and I don't like giving up my money. Those were his exact words. That's why I said mm-hmm. it's a level of selfishness. Um, you want, you know, you want all the credit for yourself sometimes. Like, hey, I built this. This is my business. I, I, I run the show mm-hmm. here. Sometimes, um, you know, we, we're afraid to kind of like delegate that work. But mm-hmm. in order to be a successful business owner, you have to be a person who's able to delegate. That's that's just the bottom line. You know what I mean? And the thing about delegation and why you compare systems to like the human body is because that's how nature works. You know, nature is a system within itself. Right. Like, Change, yeah. um, you know, like the reason why I don't have to control my subconscious mind, you know, it, that's it's going to work itself. It's so I don't have to do that. I can offload that work. Or delegate that to my subconscious, you know, so I can consciously focus on something completely different. You know what I mean? So I think it's like I said, I think it's just uh, selfishness, you know, wanting everything to, you know, just run through you, not wanting to really include other people and give other people a chance. So and there's also lack of information. So like you, you're not you haven't really figured out what happiness is yet if you want to be the only one running your show. Right. So like, um, like if I'm always at work, or always just in, 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 you know, involved in the business itself and not working on the business, then that takes away from like my personal time or my family time. And, you know, I think ultimate happiness is being able to do what you want to do. And if, you know, I'm a barber and I'm the only barber and I got 50 clients just, just on my head, like I gotta, I gotta take care of my clients. Right. You know, you don't want to disappoint your clients cause they pay the bills. So it's like, you know, so it's about understanding what you want out of it at the end of the day, you know, if you're looking for more balance, then systems is the way to go. So for clarification for people, because I don't want people to get too confused, too, because when you first start, you're not going to mm-hmm. be able to have that balance. Right. You got to right. you got to work real hard to be able to create that system. Exactly. Right. So um, and I think it's interesting you say that, because when I like when I first got into training and stuff like that, being a personal trainer, I had a hard, I had the hardest time making that mindset shift. There's only it's like you're talking about the subconscious because you're hardwired. Mm-hmm. To think, okay, I don't want to give up none of my money. You know what I'm saying? And I'm giving right. money to him. I'm giving money to her. Right. But we live in a capitalistic country. The world is kind of capitalistic. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So it's just like I had the hardest time being all like, you know, I'll be thinking I'm just like, well, no, nah, I don't want to do this because, well, I'm just like, well, hold up, wait. You know what I'm saying? And I just have so much mental rewiring and I had to do. And people used to often ask me, you know, why is it this? Because I, I start to tell people I am not a trainer. I am an entrepreneur that conducts training. You wow. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. To make money. And I do that by delivering you guys value. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people couldn't wrap their heads around that because, and I had my the hardest time doing that because it's just like, I had to understand that, like you were saying, experiencing true happiness is not mm-hmm. only for me giving my clients value, right. but also other people that might graduate college, other people that I might know, taking uh-huh. family members. You know what I'm saying? You might have a cousin or something like that that's struggling at their job, and you can start to outsource, you know what I'm saying, $100 a month, $400 a month. You're starting to pay them, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you're saying you start to build this web, but a lot of people can't, yeah, they can't get their heads around the fact that, you know, you can't do it alone. And if you do do yeah. it alone, you're going to get crushed because you have, like, if you have 10 people, you're going up against 10 people. Yeah. One person is doing, you know what I'm saying, uh, digital marketing. Another person is handling, you know, the accounting. Another person is handling the operation. You know what I'm saying? All these different mm-hmm. things. And you over here trying to just, you know what I'm saying, work in the business. That makes right. it really difficult. So I myself, even after I told you um, the book, The E-Myth, even yep. after I read that, I was still, you know, subconscious programming would still be operating in the mindset of an employee. Like, okay, right. me, me, me. Then I had to start thinking like, okay, hold on, wait. And I think the perfect word for people to understand is leadership. I think mm-hmm. leadership is what's going to create that. that Because yeah. leaders, you know what I'm saying, they're... I don't know if you've heard of like Tony Robbins videos and stuff like Absolutely. that before. He talks about a leader is pretty much a hero and hero is like you're a servant. You're a servant to the people that come to your business, whether they be your employees, whether they be your, you know, customers, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So, yeah, but, um, okay. So you said that you felt like he was just pretty much like, nah, I don't want to get none of my money up. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, he wanted to hold on to like most of his capital. He didn't want to delegate that, you know, that revenue to make his life a lot easier. You know, because if you're a one man show, uh, then you the guy got to put out all the fires. And if you constantly putting out fires, then that just takes away from your level of efficiency from all the other angles, because it's more than one aspect of business. You know what I mean? So it's like you have to find what area in the business fascinates you the most or gives you the most fulfillment. And, you know, for me starting out, I wanted to be 
you know, I wanted to, you know, have my own digital marketing agency. I wanted to help business owners, you know, market themselves in better fashion on social media. So when I moved out to Texas, I met a business owner um, who had a real good foundation over in Austin, Texas. He just mm-hmm. had no online presence. So I was like, this is, I think I could actually help you. And he actually gave me a small budget to work with. And, you know, I built him a website. You know, I built his social media pages. Um, I actually hired a local videographer in the area to shoot him a quick brand video to tell his story, give a snapshot of his story. So we posted on the website, put some advertisement dollars behind it. And um, long story short, man, I changed this guy's whole life. Like, I still have access to his social media from my phone. And every day this guy gets slammed with business. And, and that's a good problem to have. But mm-hmm. if you're a one-man show, that's a bad problem to have, especially if you can't rewire your brain to see what's going on. Because I, exactly. I actually had a part. I had a because in the fitness industry, you know, our time of the year is the New Year's, and I had yeah. a, a really big pop-up of business, and it was a really big. It was a success, but it wasn't as big of a success as it could have been because yeah. I was still in that mindset of, oh man, how am I going to handle this? You know what I'm saying? Instead right. of being all like seeing the opportunity for what it is, like, okay, I can bring somebody else there. You know what I'm saying? They help me. Right. But so when we're talking about systems, to elaborate a little bit more, are we mm-hmm. talking about people, technology? How do we who do we get to run these systems? Like you said you had an e-commerce. So yeah, so uh, yeah. So remember I said, look, I wanted to do digital marketing first, but that experience that working with the guy in Austin, the, the guy who owned the bakery, working with him gave mm-hmm. me insight on what that could be like. So, like, like I said, I was building his websites. I was keeping his social medias updated. I was creating his Facebook and Instagram ads. I was just doing way too much. And so, like, when it came to try to, like, bring other clients on board, it was just too much work for me. So I'm like, this is impossible. How, how, do, how can I possibly be successful unless I'm charging hundreds of thousands of dollars for this service? So um, that's when it really hit me. Like, like you asked, was it a combination of people and technology? It's it's all of that. It's all of that encompassed, and it's using it in a strategic way where like where your product or service can be delivered more efficiently. Mm-hmm. So like, um, uh, one thing I did to make this system more efficient is um, you know, I created him an autoresponder for, on Facebook. So instead of him having to respond to clients <clears throat> and give them quotes, I created an mm-hmm. autoresponder that looked for frequently asked questions and give certain responses for him. And, that okay. just made his life so much easier. So he got a look. He got a small glimpse himself into like you know how certain systems can make his life a lot easier. So, but it's a combination of all of that though. Combination um, of everything. When it comes okay. to making that uh that 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 mindset shift though, um I can't say exactly what it was for me. I think just 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 being in the field and like being overwhelmed with work yep. was the it was the shift. It was what shifted. And it's like wait a minute, do I? Because for a minute I was thinking about quitting, like can't do this mm-hmm. this ain't what i and then i realized wait a minute i'm just doing it wrong so it's like it's a matter of patience because you know if you are nobody you're not just about to build a system overnight because this system stuff mm-hmm. costs money to operate you need mm-hmm. like money is the fuel for the system <laughs> like that's true like, yeah. like bill gates you know as the, the founder of, of microsoft you know he had to pay his employees you know so he knew he actually, he was very strategic. So he saved up a year's worth of income for his employees before he even hired anybody. Mm, very okay. strategic. So you need to be able to pay these people first and then, you know, and then try to create a system. So money is the fuel for your system. Money is the fuel for the system. I like that. I like that. So when, okay, so when you were saying that you pretty much were overwhelmed and stuff like that. Have you heard of this dude named uh, Pejman Gamadini? Never heard of him. So this is something for every. I've mentioned this in other videos too. I create millionaires. The name of his book is Third Circle Theory. All right, and you're talking about the mindset shift. He was talking about there's three circles that people operate in. The first circle is whatever circumstance you pretty much are born in, whether it be you know in poverty, whether it be middle class, whether it be mm-hmm. you know wealthy. Um, and it talks about pretty much how in the first circle. Right. The first circle is pretty much that's how your mind, your subconscious mind, what it hears, whether it be like the Robert Kiyosaki type deal where your dad is saying, I can't afford it. Or whether right. your dad is saying, well, OK, son, how can you afford it? You see what I'm saying? So exactly. that starts, you know, what I'm saying where you're at. He talks about the second circle and he talks about pretty much how when you get in the second circle, it might be you go from, you know, where I'm from, North Carolina to California. You start seeing different people. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? That grew up completely different than you. Right. And they're just kind of saying stuff like when you used to people saying, I can't afford it. 
And you know what I'm saying? You got somebody else that you know they don't have any money, but they sitting there saying, well, how can I afford it? And it starts to make you think differently. But pretty much in the book, he was talking about how, you know, we think that successful people are like from another planet. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes they have the exact same opportunity, meaning situational, like they might be in the exact same situation as you, but they just see it completely different because of the fact that they have more, you know what I'm saying, experience, or they might have came from somewhere else. And I think mm-hmm. that kind of ties into, you know what I'm saying, you're saying that frustration, like, how can I do this? Or, you know what I'm saying, you might fail a couple of times, and then all of a sudden you get put right back in that same situation as somebody that's like completely brand new. Right. And then like, you know, your brain is starting to connect the dots, and you just kind of exactly. like, okay, you see what I'm saying? So, so that's kind of... Not yeah, to cut you off, but that's kind of what uh what Robert Greene hit on, you know, in the mm-hmm. book Mastery that he wrote. Um, you know, he said that failure is almost it's a guidance mechanism. It literally mm-hmm. tells your brain what's not being done correctly so it can make certain adjustments. Mm-hmm. So that's why Edison said that, you know, failure is the foundation of your success. That's like true. successful people aren't from other planets. They just people who had the nerve to go out there and fail. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, and like. So when you hear about failure, what do you think? Like, because I think a lot of people think that it means like massive failure, like, you know, you're set back failure. And I used to think that, too. But I think I, I honestly, through my experience now, I think failure is basically like, OK, I tried to run this marketing campaign. I yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or, but I used to think I think and I think that partially comes from where and that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That whole first circle, that mental rewiring until I actually yeah. had the courage one day to step out on my own. And actually try it. Like, okay, let me have the courage to do it and see what this is all about. Right. But my mental rewiring before I got into business was like, okay, anybody that starts a business is going to get shot. And like you said, you're basically shooting yourself in the head. Like, it's completely right. impossible. Why would anybody ever do it? And right. I used to think like, oh, man, so failure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Like, I'm like 20. I, I started my fitness studio when I was 23. Okay. Basically had no money. Basically went from working in a, a park with two workout bands and then I went over the next nine months, I was able to get into a studio. Okay. Um, but I remember I used to think like, I was just so scared. Like I remember I used to sit in there, I had no equipment and I'd be sitting there and I'd be I'm like, ah, oh, snap. So you know right. like, if I fail, I'm gonna be like taking back five years and like this whole like, right. you know, and I think right. that's what I'm saying. Like a lot like of people think it's like that. And it can be like that. But I think, uh, you listen to Myron Golden? Say that again. You listen to Myron Golden? I haven't heard of him. He talks about, I think it can, I think failure can be like that, but he always says your level of success or whatever happens in your life will never be greater than your expectation. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. So, but yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people, what do you think about when you think about failure? So when I think about failure, um, I think about a comma afterwards, right? You know, most, you know, when a sentence is done, it typically ends in a period. But mm-hmm. if failure was a sentence, it wouldn't end in a period. It would just be a comma. It's just a, a halt, you know what I mean? Because the sentence is going to keep running on. So when I think of failure, it's just a pause. It's like, okay, are you going to press play again or what? That's simply what it is. So it's like I, I I was one of those people just campaigning to get the word failure just throughout our vocabulary, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, Thomas Edison, who was a mentor to Henry Ford, you know, obviously Henry Ford is a staple here in Detroit. But, you know, Edison was his mentor and he tried to literally convince this man that there was no such thing as failure. There was he's like, it's, it's no such thing. It, it doesn't even exist. He was like, you know, that's why he made the famous uh, statement. Uh, you know, I didn't I didn't, you know, fail a thousand times. I learned a thousand ways not to do that not work. Yeah. And yep. that was just the most optimistic point of view that I've ever heard in my life. So, um, you know, I'm almost an advocate for getting that word, you know, just completely tossed out of our vocabulary, dude, because it. I, it, it makes people think that they did something wrong or, it, you know, they did something bad. Nothing bad is happening. This is actually a very good thing, which is why Robert Kiyosaki talked about failing forward faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You Have you read all his books? Most of them? I haven't read all his books. I read uh, Before You Quit Your Job and Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Okay. Okay. I was reading uh, Retire Young, Retire Rich, and he talks about that, too. He's basically saying, like, school does that. He says, basically, it's just like... Um, when you don't pass a test that, you know what I'm saying? That structure in this yep. school is like from five to basically some people, 17, 18 years. So that's, you know what I'm saying? You're looking at 12 years of like mental rewiring. And right. then you got college after that. If you go to college, mm-hmm. which I went to college, I didn't really have the best of time in college. Cause I think I was starting to, my subconscious was starting to be woke to what was going on. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I started to see things, you know, for what they are, but 
he talks about basically, yeah, that that mental rewiring is like you pretty much have that same song playing over and over in your right. head. That you know, if I didn't get, you know, this, if I didn't get at least a seventy-seven, then I can't go on to the next grade. You know right. what I'm saying? When <laughs> right. it really has nothing to do with, you know, what I'm saying what you know. And I forgot the name of that scientist. What's that dude's name? But he was basically saying how smart people think and how resourceful people think. He's basically saying you have a person, and they say it's a spelling bee. They say how do you spell cat? And he's like, okay, it's C A T. And he uh-huh. said, you have another person, and it's, how do you spell cat? And he says, K-A-T. He said, then you have the third person, you say, how do you spell cat? And he's like, X-Y-W. And he's like, you need to tell me the last two people are equally as wrong, even though the person that spelled cat with the K-A-T. You see what I'm saying? Right. He's pronouncing the exact same. So I think that that mental rewiring is something that, I think that's like the foundation of everything, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. before you even get started. And I think a lot of people um, don't take that into consideration you know what i'm saying so you're talking about um you know when you when you like go into like adulthood 18 19 20 you're saying mm-hmm. like it's tough to transition into like into like business or your passion because of depending you know, on where world. you've been yeah depending on where you've been before if you have like parents that might have uh started businesses they i think they sometimes they will teach you the ropes i still I still think you're gonna have to take some chances you have to go out there and learn yep. but i think that the way you respond to certain things will make it easier for you to transition, which is why I always tell people, like, it's not people, you know, you hear people say, like, they don't have the access to the same resources and stuff like yeah. that. This is partially true, but the way, you know, the words that you, the, the thing, the words that you're telling me right now is just the mental rewiring right then and there. Like, I right. talked to people before, yep. we don't have access to the same resources. You're to already think, behind. To, to, you already, to think yeah. in that way, you're right. It's something mm-hmm. that's already off there because we have more than enough. There was an abundance of resources around us. I don't care mm-hmm. where you live, whether you live in like a small village over in Africa that nobody ever heard of. If you have access to Google, it's too late. There's no more excuses for it. And you. that's why I, t- I say, you know, if we lived, if this was like the 70s, the 80s, possibly yeah. you could get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> but now, if you can get you a cell phone, you yep. can literally get, you know what I'm saying, anything, access to most things. But like I said, you're addressing your question. If you don't have that, that, that guidance mechanism, if you didn't have that person to teach you how to think, yeah. I think that it makes it harder, uh, more a little bit more difficult for you to navigate the way. Yeah, I do think it makes it a little bit more difficult. So so did you have, like, that person um, that you could, like, you know, ask questions or had that guidance for you? Uh, My mentor is digital. I didn't, I don't, I wouldn't say I had that physical person that who was a go-to for me. I, I had more so, so digital mentors. Like, I would I run I would to Bob Proctor and you know, mm-hmm. Les Brown, and guys like yep. Tony Robbins, you know, I, th- they were my mentors for a long time, dude. Like, so for me, I think for me, I'm, I'm, I'm a very big, deep thinker. So mm-hmm. I've always, you know, they say entrepreneurs, they don't fit in um, most of the time with everybody as, as well as everybody. And I think one of my skills is like leadership. And I think yep. that sometimes when you are a leader, it makes it a little bit more difficult for you to, you see what I'm yep. saying? So yep. For me, I had to start, you know, questioning like, hey, man, why do I, you know, what I'm saying why do I not see things the same way? Like, you know, I don't think that I was raised to think that, you know, anything is possible. I mean, I think I was raised to think anything was possible, but I wasn't raised by entrepreneurs. You see what I'm saying? You so, I like that. You know what I'm saying? That kind of anything is possible. Like, right. a lawyer, doctor, I can go to school, I can get a degree, anything is Stuff possible. Stuff like that, yeah. Completely different than, you know what yeah. I'm saying? I can go from no money in the middle of a park to going into a fitness for you know saying that kind of anything is impossible like i think the best way to explain it is what i can see anything is possible versus what i can think and believe anything is possible absolutely and i always had this mental wiring um and i feel like it was like pulling against each other because i always was taught to see things before i believe it but i think i always have been a deep thinker so i've always thought okay what you know what i'm saying i'm thinking my way through this and i think sometimes when people start entrepreneurship when they start different things Oftentimes, those are people that do have a, a little bit of faith or they have a little bit of belief. You know what I'm saying? They can see yeah. things with their minds. So for me, <clears throat> what I think got me to be able to see it was just going through life a little bit, learning a little bit about mm-hmm. myself, understanding mm-hmm. that there are contradictions. You know what I'm saying? Being a yeah. leader is going to contradict sometimes you connecting with people that don't yep. think the same way as you. Like I said, they need to see things versus as a leader. You know what I'm saying? Gary Vee says not everybody's meant to be a leader. You're the number sure. one man in your company. If everything's right. about to fall down, you can't turn around like, okay, what do we do? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You have to be able to, you know what I'm saying? So that's the contradiction. So it makes it harder for you to 
fit in sometimes unless you're fitting in with other leaders, people that see things the same way as you, which is where you have masterminds, you know what I'm saying? Where you yep. let some of that steam out. So yeah. Man, dude, yeah. You, I mean, you just said it there. Like, you know, it's like you said, having that mindset to even like be okay with all the, you know, all the scrutiny at the end of the day, because um, you know, I work with people who are like in that employee mindset. And I hear them like complaining every single day, like they complain about this or they complain about that. And I just think to myself, man, if you really knew how challenging it was to operate this business, would you still be complaining? And mm -hmm. I get that, you know, because it's like, you know, they call human beings apex predator. Right. So um, when you look at like lions, right, would, would, would lions really be able to function if it was more prey out there or if it was uh, less prey out there and more of them? So I think nature creates a balance like that on purpose. Like, you know, it's a certain amount of lions, but we have to give them an abundance of prey for them to perpetuate their, you know, their existence. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's the same thing with entrepreneurs, um, you know, and business minded people and employee minded people. I think that nature just created a healthy balance of those who are, you know, willing to willing to step up and those who rather take a backseat. You know what I mean? Do you think do you think that the way it's, it is, is, is just how it's supposed to be or? You know, should we advocate more people? To so what I think is, I and I think I do want to address that, too, because I don't want to lose some people. We might lose some people, but I'm not trying to offend any employee. But to answer your question, mm -hmm. I do think things are changing. I don't think everybody, everybody is a leader. Yes. Uh, as to what level, that's questionable. But I think the best thing about what things are, the way things are shifting today is a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, where you have these older companies where you had one guy at the top and you had everybody else at the bottom of the food chain. Right. I think things are shifting to where entrepreneurs, you see what I'm saying? You might not necessarily be an yes, entrepreneur, sir. but you are a leader that if you're that number one guy and things are, you know what I'm saying, going array, you might have another person that could tell you, this is what I think we should do. Now, I didn't start the company. I didn't go out. I didn't take the risk that you have. But I yes. do have the mental focus. I do have, exactly. you know what I'm saying? I am as overzealous, as most people like to say, about it as you. And I exactly. want to go out and dominate. I want to go out and be in more than one state. I want, You know what I'm saying? I want to make a change. Yep. And um, I don't know if you know uh, Seth Godin. Seth Godin, yep. Yeah, Seth Go so tribes, the the book that he talks about, basically he's talking about tribes and how you're taking initiative. That I think that mindset, I don't think everybody's meant to be a leader at the same level, but I do think, uh, just like, uh, dang, what's that, John Maxwell, he says that there are not enough, I don't think you can ever have enough leaders. Not everybody right. can be the number one man, but if right. you have a person that is the number one man and he has five people behind him that are mm. entrepreneurs and leaders within their own sense, meaning... Uh, I'm in a digital marketing department. We're going to be the best digital marketing department for this company. I'm in the accounting department. We're going to make sure everything is, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you have each department that's handling their own. Like it's their own. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So in that sense, you do have to have a number, number one man. But no, we don't. I don't think we have nowhere near enough leaders. Because everybody, and I think that, yeah, it comes back to that mental rewind. You're looking for somebody to tell you what to do instead of going out and initiating. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I know some people that have businesses that I know around here. They say that we are not a perfectionist, you know, type of organization. Take action first. And then, you know what I'm saying? So you always want to be able to initiate, 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 initiate. Right. And of course, you're looking for, I think sometimes we can also get confused as to if we're always initiating, do we ever look for help? Do we ever look for guidance? Do we ever look for knowledge? And it's like, right. yes, you have to know the healthy balance, though. You know what I'm saying? You have to know who to look for knowledge with. Mm -hmm. And you also have to know basically that, like you were saying earlier, the world works like a machine. Like it's mm -hmm. not like the world is just going to do something to you. If you do something to the world, it's going to do something to you, of course, because it's reacting to what you did, Reaction, which means exactly. that you're going to get that feedback loop based off of if you have acquired enough knowledge to make this happen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think it's just like, and I think that false belief of, you know what I'm saying, all these companies laying off people, I think that structures your brain to start to think. Oh, okay. Well, something can just happen to me without me having control over it. But no, it's right. like, you see what I'm saying? It's like you yeah. put yourself in that position for that to happen. Right. And let's say if you were an employee, like I said, I don't hate on them, but if you were an At employee all. and you were under a company and you're like, okay, I see other companies being laid off. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start to stash away some money and start to start another business on the side or some kind of other opportunity for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. Then they lay you off. All of a sudden, you pivot, and then you're not thinking the exact same way. You're not thinking, oh, okay, they did this to me, and now I'm sitting here, I have nothing. 
you're thinking to yourself now, okay, I have, you know what I'm saying? So it's a different mindset to thinking about initiating versus reacting. For real. And that's interesting what you said, you know, about like, you know, the way you can see like uh, stuff happening over other, you know, other companies. And it just kind of like, kind of almost scares you in a way or, but like you said, um, I feel like this is why branding is so important in 2019, because um, I read by like 2030, over 70 million U.S. jobs are going to be automated. You know, the machines will take over. So I feel like this is the best possible time for people to start building their personal brands. Uh, whoever you are, whatever you believe in, if that's Pokemon cards, if it's Yu-Gi-Oh cards, if you like slime, if you like to talk mm-hmm. about sports. Whatever your thing is, I think you need to really start building that personal brand right now, today, to give you leverage in 10 years, you know, when it's harder to find a job and it's harder to get accepted for certain roles. You have this digital uh, this digital brand that's speaking for itself, right? So, like, you know, when people type in your name, they already know who you are or they see you have a following, they see you have a community, and now they have to approach you differently. You know what I mean? True. So I think right now this is the best time to be, you know, focused on building that brand outside of your nine to five. So for somebody watching this and they say I'm an old school person, I just want to build a business, but I don't want to be known. Because I met many, I met plenty of people like that too. This is kind of like, yeah. man, I just want to be this dude, just built the business and I do my own thing. I don't want to be known. What do you mm-hmm. what what do you think on that? Can they do that without having a personal brand or um well what what they could what could, what they could do is take the <laughs> Russell brand approach, right? So um the guy who created ClickFunnels. Um, he talked about the fact if you want to make if you don't want to be the face of the brand, then you can let somebody allow somebody else to be the face of your brand. So right, you can hire right. another brand avatar. But some you need some type of human being who has a backstory that the people can relate to and they can kind of associate, you know, uh, you know, their their lifestyle <laughs> to that person. So, for instance, Subway had Jared. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know how real the story was, but Jared supposedly, you know, used to be this overweight guy, started eating subs. And started living a healthier lifestyle. Don't know how true the story was, but that was the backstory of this character. So that's what you do when you create a business avatar. You give that character kind of like a backstory that people can relate to. Um, And so, like, if you're an old school person and you don't want to do these things and you don't want to be the face of it and you don't think you want to be on a podcast and you can hire a millennial, um, you know, somebody who loves that space to just to expand more in your industry. You know what I mean? So like uh, if you if you're you know, if you like baking cakes, then hire somebody who can, you know, can talk about recipes with your final products of the yeah. week, stuff like that. You know what I mean? But, you know, there's 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 ways around that if you don't want to be the face of it. For those of y'all watching this, too, that want the, the link to that book is dot uh, com secrets. Dot com secrets. Dot com secrets. Really, really good. That avatar and uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Subway pretty much creating that character brand or putting a. Um, Anime character, something like that. Animated character, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, so people can see that. So, okay, personal branding, but you think that no matter what. So, now that you said that, personal branding is nothing different. It's no, it's not really new. Right. I think that people are thinking it's new, like it's the new way to go. But no, someone's yeah. been around for a long. So it's it's yeah, it's 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 man, it's yeah, it's been here since the beginning of time. Like, how did guys like Ben Franklin, you know, or or uh, you know. Or just some of the most popular names in history. How did they? Be, how did they rise above the masses? They had personal brands. And know, I think that's an interesting way to, to talk about it because I think that that also creates abundance on how big the world. Because a lot of people don't realize how big the world is and how many people <laughs> that have done the exact same thing are out there, but you only know of a couple. And I think that's what creates right. that scarcity. I even had that before. Like right. I used to think like until I actually got out here and I'm starting to see like and I think what is creating a little bit of abundance if you're in the game, if you're actually looking, is social media. Like, And I think that's what's yeah. kind of changing the name or yeah. changing somewhat of the meaning of personal branding is because yep. back in the day, if you had money, you could play. And you now, play. Just, exactly. you know what I'm saying? Now it's just like you have access Smartphones to your phone, to YouTube, Instagram, uh, TikTok, I guess now is, uh, I know this woman, her son got 3.6 million followers on TikTok. So it's just like, now everybody can create a personal brand. So it's like, yeah, if you're not getting in the game, if you're not, you know, participating, it's gonna be very hard for you too. Because I don't know what the what do you think the next thing is? It used to be harder. You used to have to have money. Now you gotta have access. What do you think the next thing is? So I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna make sure I get to that. I, I didn't want to get too far from uh, what I wanted to talk about. You had mentioned several names earlier in this conversation, right? You asked me if I heard of uh, one guy. I don't remember his name. You asked me if I heard of a couple of people, and my response was, no, I never heard of him. I think that's just amazing how like they've been able to reach you and impact you. And I've never even heard of, 
but they're probably known by millions of people. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I think for every confident person who has an opinion, there's a million people who will agree with they you. Want to watch? Yes. <laughs> if you're yeah. willing to, and put you don't it even out need there. a million people. You need probably. You don't need. Yeah, you probably need like ten percent, five hundred, maybe if that. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. look. So that's it. You don't yeah, need. And that's that's why, don't. and that's, I think that's what ties into leaders creating leaders. That's why I always tell people in a personal training space, man, we need more leaders. We need more trainers. Like, why are these trainers just in business to get transformation for themselves? Like, why exactly. are they not? This, if I if I can only reach. And get because in a personal training space, truth be told, just like any industry, I'm being transparent, you're gonna have a top percentage of people that gets results. And when I say results, it's results that the media shows, which is like mm-hmm. the yep. I was a hundred and a hundred pounds overweight and then I lost weight. Yeah, that's not the only form of results because a person that you know what I'm saying they improve their you know cholesterol levels, other things that are gonna right. help, but in this industry, that's what most people need to, like I was saying, see. They need to see it to believe it, to believe that you know what I'm saying. So for a person to, for one person to transform 20 lives has no impact on five people transforming 100 lives. And then of those five people, they take five people out of their crew and then those five people turn to trainers and then they impact 20. You see what I'm saying? That's why I, I look at things like that, like that kind of machine, like this multiplied effect. You know, one person turns into 20. Five people turns into a hundred, you know, and they just keep going and going and going. And it's just like this in any any business, like you know what I'm saying? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, and, you, um, and you ask, um, you know, you also ask like, what what's what's next from here? Like, as far as like, you know, the personal branding thing, because mm-hmm. it's uh, I think you're not gonna be able to um really commoditize it that easily. You know, like you're not just gonna be able to, oh, you know, let me go online and let me let me just create this brand. Like, it's gonna obviously get more challenging as more people yeah, figure this thing out. But I think one thing that will always win, and this is why I love Gary Vee, man, because he taught me this. One thing that will always win is giving value first and having zero True. expectations. True. So that's my focus. Um, like, Because I know it's a lot of people out here trying to grow personal brands. But how many people are out here trying to give as much as I'm trying to give? That's the hey, only that thing. Ties back, that ties back to what we said, um, mindset shift. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? That ties back to what he was saying at the beginning of the video, selfishness. Yep. You have to shift it. And it's very and a book that will help you to do this. I think you can leverage this partially through books and through experience. But a book that I recommend you guys read is The Go-Giver. Um, and that's basically about it. Basically, it could shift your mindset as to what you believe as far as yep. giving value before you take something in return. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if some of y'all watching this have always heard of things like, you know, people that are in business are only there to just take your money I think that is an exchange of value to be able to deliver the best product or service to you. But mm-hmm. I think that so so many people have this mental rewiring that, and I think especially, I, I got to touch on this, especially in the African-American and sometimes minority communities. I don't know how it is up here in Detroit, but mm-hmm. sometimes we have these mental rewiring that allows us to keep, I think it does keep us back, but it's us keeping ourselves back. I think right. by a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, bro. You just, I mean, you just hit it right on the nose. Like you said, that, that it all really ties in together as far as like um, what you believe, because um, before I had the give first mindset, I wanted to take from people. Like I built me a website. I was, you know, trying to like sell products. I was doing life coaching. I was teaching Forex trade. And then I had the price tag right there. It's like, like yo, give me money, show. give me yeah. money. But like my whole, <laughs> like, I don't even know when it actually clicked. But I decided that, like, you know, even if I never get my returns, it doesn't matter because it's about the funeral at the end of the day. We are getting up out of here. But what is your funeral going to look like when that when that day comes? You know what I mean? What is your legacy? What's going to be the story told about you? And if I spent all of my time giving then shit, I think the rest going to take care of itself, man. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like I said, I mean, I got people to this day that, you know, what I'm saying I still think about the stuff that they impacted me, the tools that they give they gave me to pretty much help me. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like that. my I think it usually my story personally for me, it was I started out with a sense of. I say cockiness a little bit because I was pretty confident in myself, overly yeah. confident. And I think that I had intentions to help. I did have intentions to help. But like I said, that mental rewiring, I was kind of like, OK, so what about me? How can I? You know what I'm saying? And that's why I started when I started backing up and looking at the fitness industry instead of looking at it as me in it i start being like yo that's what's holding people back you either have trainers that want to make more money or you have trainers that want to have an ego stroke by how many transformations they have Mm -hmm. then i start looking at bigger brands and i'm kind of like okay so 
this person that started this, because, you know, I think most people, if they come from a middle or lower class family, you might ask, you might ask certain questions. And then people say, your parents might ask, oh, well, they always been right there. They probably came from people with money. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I told you, I've always been a person that I didn't need to, I didn't need to see it. I wanted to dig into it. I wanted to think about it. So I was like, yeah. okay, well, let me look up, you know, the person that started Burn Bootcamp, Fit Body Bootcamp, Folds. You know what I'm saying? These different, where did they yeah. start at? Because I've always been told that these people started these businesses came from opportunity and money, but is this true? You know what I'm saying? Like right. you start to think differently. Okay, so let me Google it. Let me see, because they might have started out with limited resources like me. Mm-hmm. And then you start to find out that they had the same struggles. Like, you know what I'm saying? They this guy started out in the parking lot and he decided that he wanted to grow it. He got to a certain point, but then he had to make his mindset shift too. And I'm and I'm actually telling you, this is really what I found out. Like he had a struggle because he couldn't actually, he had to start thinking a little bit differently. Like, okay, yeah. this isn't about me anymore. And I think that, like I said, if if people could understand that you're not unique, you know what I'm saying? Like you're unique. Yeah. Yes, you have a purpose here on this earth, but the way mm-hmm. you're going to bring that purpose out is that that process is not unique within itself. Right. There you go. For sure. Yeah. And, um, you know, yeah, I like it. And it reminds me, like, like you said, like, you know, just the point where that, that, that switch get flipped, like where it actually happens for you. Like, um, you know, I, I, I think it's like, you know, just a matter of like hitting your head enough times to realize what mistakes you're making. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you, you did your Google researches and you realize these guys were like literally in the same boat as you literally ran into the same walls and, and had to come up with something to figure it out. So, um, yeah, man, I, just, I, I totally agree. Just to tell them that even if a person did start out with money, you have to understand that you have to also, I think like people don't understand, you have to know what to do with that money or that money just gets lost. Like, do you know who Billy Jane is? Yeah, I know who Billy, Billy Jane is. Mar- the ever best he, marketer outright. Yeah, you ever heard that he talked about, he said, his story's crazy too. He's talking about how basically his his friend's mom sold a house or something like that. And then they had got like a lump sum of like money. So he was just like, yo, you think I could borrow 30 grand? And his friend gave it to him. I don't know if this is true or not, but he said his friend gave it to him. And he said, I, I think it is true, but he said when he got the money, he hit up somebody and they said, well, he said, well, how much is this uh, website worth? You know what I'm saying? And then he said that uh, the dude was just like, it's worth 27000 or something. Like something that's crazy. See, the dude, yeah. he did a matter of money. So he paid 27000 Then to find out, I think like years later, it was only like $455. So he got scared. He was just like that ambitious dude. Yeah. But that's just to tie on. Like you have to know what to do with the money. Like 30, that 27000 30000 he could have easily multiplied that you know what i'm saying but sure. you didn't know what to do with the money you know what i'm saying so it's just like it, it all comes back to how do you think how do you like patrick but big million dollar companies out here that don't know what to do with the money <laughs> like, mm-hmm. because they don't understand the new name of the game like, yeah like why fashion over not fashion over but like forever 21 like why the hell were they investing money millions of dollars opening up other retail stores that's not a good thing to do with money right now, unless you're about to revolutionize the whole retail experience. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, you so, with the I'm also want to ask, like, you know, do you think, do you think that fear of like not having enough time is what get the people like? Because before I had that mindset shift of wanting to give, I had the fear of like, you know, not being successful quick enough. Like, man, I need, I need this to happen by the end of the year, man, so I can show everybody and I can just prove to everybody. But I, now that I'm in the mindset that I'm going to be here for 100 years, by me accepting that and that being my mindset, I can slow down. I don't have to speed this process. I can run my marathon instead of sprinting. I think that you saying, do, do I think the fear of not being successful in the amount of time? Hurts yeah. Do you think like the fear of, you know, of like, you know, just immortality is what get the people like I'm not going to be here that long. So I need this to happen today. I think that I think that that's that way for the people that are. um entrepreneurial i think it does start out like that because you do what like everybody says you know what i'm saying i want to have x amount of money by this age or by this, this year think, yeah, right yeah. but i think for people that like i said in the employee mindset it's the complete opposite i think it's fear is um not <laughs> not how fast can i get there but i can't get there like i'm not even gonna take the first step oh just can't yeah even like get there at yeah all. I, and i really do think that because i've talked to you before I've been, man, I've been in rooms before arguing with groups of people because they and they all saying the exact same thing, the exact same thing. And I, for me, like I said, it has never made sense to me, and it still don't make sense to me. I still don't understand why I think like this, but it has never made sense to me for you to agree with a lot of people, not yeah. a lot of people. There should be some people that you should agree with, but not a lot of people. Like these right. generic things, like oh, it's always right. been this way, or you know what I'm saying, like these this the generic right. it, it doesn't make sense. 
for me to agree with a lot of people. Not saying I'm just going to be disagreeing with everybody I come in contact with, but <laughs> we should have our unique ways of seeing things. It shouldn't for be sure. that, you know what I'm saying, if I say that I want to do something, five people's response is, well, what if you go out and get a flat tire? You know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know what I'm saying? These different things that can happen. And even with the whole college thing, I don't downplay college, but for me, I was just like, you know, I remember when I was sitting in, we were sitting in the auditorium one time, it was like 60 of us. And I was sitting there thinking like, okay, I'm one of 60 people. And we're all watching the exact same thing. Like that's mm-hmm. 60 people that are coming out thinking the exact same way. <laughs> and I like my mom. My mom always plays devil's advocates. And I like that she does that because she told me that that doesn't mean that 60 people are coming out playing the exact, thinking the exact same way because people are going to do their different thing. I'm one of those people that probably did a different route. And there's probably a couple other people, but. To make a long story short, like I said, it's never made sense to me. Like, if I'm sitting somewhere and there's too many people doing the exact same thing, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, all right, well, and I think that comes down to leadership. I think it comes down to leadership. And I had to understand that myself. I don't want to downplay anybody, but that's why I had to understand how I think. I think that yeah. comes down to leadership because I think as a leader, you're not going to be thinking like sometimes, you know, some people rush to packs to be able to do what other people are doing. Right. Phone's going down rush the packs to be able to do what other people were doing. I've always thought a little bit differently about that. I've always, mm-hmm. I didn't, I haven't always liked that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I, like I said, it took me time to understand why I thought like that. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense, man. Uh, like I said, like, um, I just wanted to, you know, just develop a level of patience um, mm-hmm. because I think that's the biggest thing at the end of the day. Like, as you know, as much as we throw that word around, I don't think people really, really look at this because if you had to if you knew that you was going to live a 200 year life like if you mm-hmm. knew you was going to live long enough to be 200 years old then maybe you would feel like you know being successful is possible because you know you have more time to, you know to accomplish it but like that's the that's my fear of like this you know this millennial uh mindset that most people have now like the microwave how, how society that we're in uh i just want people to start thinking just more long term thinking mm-hmm. more like 30 year terms like Mm-hmm. And ten, at least 10 years that's what's you know gonna what make the most success too but how, how old are you i'm 26 26 okay so we run the same age i'm 25 yeah, I'm 25. Okay. yeah um yeah i agree i mean that thinking long term is what makes the i think that's what it's it makes you operate and do things differently too it makes mm-hmm. you operate and do things differently because you're not thinking like you know what i'm saying and i always tell people if you can't think past the weekend it's a problem you know what i'm saying oh like, man most people Dude. can't think past the weekend a lot yes. of people are stuck in that Friday mindset, like TGIF. Mm-hmm. Like, I mm-hmm. who can, like a day is a day. First of all, a day is man-made, and that's what people need to understand. Like, a Friday is not Friday. It's like it's just, you're you're still yeah. just alive. Like you're here. So yeah, once you get true. out of that mindset and break all of that and realize every day is a, that you wake up is another chance to get back to your grind and do what you do and impact the world certain days don't matter no more like i don't i don't care what day it is like i'm i'm gonna do what i do and do what my purpose is and, and continue to follow that path like so yeah i think a lot of people really have to get out of that though like and, and so like, like said, if I, go ahead right, go ahead yeah yeah i was gonna say like um it's easier too if you like reverse engineer the process so um you know I, i'm not sure if you ever read the one thing by gary keller i have yeah. phenomenal and he broke it down from the domino standpoint like you want to begin with the end in mind you know figure out what is your ultimate one day goal and based off that one day goal what's one thing you can do in the next five years to make sure you're on track to do that and you break it down from there you know what i mean so um yeah i think we need to just you know we need to mm-hmm. think about what we want the end to look like like if you if you want your life to look a certain way at 70 what do it have to look like <laughs> at 60 True. And if you want it to look like that at 60, what do it have to look like at 50? So, you know, we break it down from there. Us being 26, we need to be thinking about what our what we want our 30s to look like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And y'all, like, I hope y'all are still white. If you're still watching this, like, it's, I think that we're not talking, we're not coming to y'all as people that's, like, already made it. But I do think that you have to understand, and I'm starting to understand, too, success it, 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 I think that you have to learn to think differently and not just in like a macro sense, but a micro sense. Like he was just talking about the one thing, like instead of thinking, okay, I'm looking at the tower, I'm looking at where I'm at now. And oh, I, basically instead of thinking, okay, I can't build this tower. How can I do things on a day-to-day basis? Like for me, I knew that I want to franchise my business. So I had to understand like, okay, well, if you want to franchise, you better be opening it up to more locations to test your right. system. To see, right. you know what I'm saying, if you're not there, will it work? 
will still deliver value. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Is this just the you thing? Is this just your talent and skill that's producing this result, or is it something that you do? We really have something here. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, learning to think differently about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, like I said, all successful people are people on the the route to being where they want to be. Think mm-hmm. the exact same way as far as like, okay, I'm gonna process this. Is to I begin with the end in mind. I was telling somebody the other day because. I was talk. I talk to people sometimes. They're like, "Well, why don't you just do this?" And I'm kind of like, "I used to just execute, but now I start to think, okay, what's the purpose of this? You know what I'm saying? Right. And then you you begin with the end in mind with everything you do. And I think exactly. it can kind of make it hard for people to think like that because they start thinking, "Oh, where's the fun in life?" But it's not. It's not really where's the fun in life because I think that you can still have fun. It's just a different way of life. It is. It is. It's a different way of life. And so, like, you know, I remember actually talking to a coworker of mine. Um, you know, we talked about. Um, the fact that you mentioned entrepreneurship and uh, I believe that, you know, as an entrepreneur working within someone else's business, you still have to carry yourself like a business person. Like it doesn't matter that you're working within someone else's organization, but because that is your business, like, you know, sure. the time that you wake up, you decide to get to work on time. If you know, if you're somebody who still work, if you decide to get to work on time is a reflection of your business as an individual person. So like, the way that you structure your lifestyle from here on out is your business. Literally, it's your path to the top, like your journey to success. Every little thing sure. that you do, you know, the hours that you wake up, the hours that you put in. And so, like, like you said, it, it, you can have fun. I, I truly enjoy, like, you know, the fact that we get the chance to have this conversation. Yeah. Like, like Les Brown said, he said, if you if you work hard, your life will be easy. If you don't, your life will be hard. I mean, yeah, exactly. Just... Exactly. So, yeah, what uh, my, my battery's running low, but. We probably want to do a part two or something, man. We got some good value. But if there's one thing that you could leave for people, like what what's one thing you would tell people if they're looking to get into entrepreneurship, if they're looking to start a business right now, but they don't know how? What's one thing you would tell them? Well, um, man, watch who you listen to. Um, for me, and this is just me, you know, being humble. Uh, Gary D was that was that was that final person who like really like helped me flip that switch. And so I was grateful that I had the chance to actually take in his wisdom and hear what he had to say. And it's like you said, you can't learn everything from one person because somebody's going to give you a different angle that that the other person didn't quite see. But start to monitor who you listen to and the content that you take in, because it's going to really, really dictate your mindset moving forward. And that's one thing I would say to anybody looking to get in the business. It's all about the mindset that you carry. So watch what you watch, the content that you consume and who you listen to. 100%, 100%. 100%, 100%. So where, where can they find you if they want to find you on social media? Um, So they can find me at Cordell Rocks, uh, C-O-R-D-E-L-E, last name Rocks, R-O-C-K-S. I'm pretty much everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, all those spots they can find me. Cool deal. Well, I hope y'all appreciated this video, man. We went it's almost an hour, but yeah, we um, most definitely want to give you guys a little bit of value because, like I said, the business journey is not an easy one, but it is one that can be done. So uh, It can be done. Yeah. So, all right, y'all. Peace out. Thanks again. Uh, I'll take a picture. That was dope.